Welcome to BG Mania, a video game music podcast found right here at Level Down Games, where we play some excellent tracks and talk about our experiences with each game. I'm Brian, joined as always by He's Back. It's about time. It's the first episode we've recorded that hasn't been pre-recorded in about a month. It's Frank. Guess who's back? Back again. Frankie's back to offend. Offended, definitely. I'm offended already looking at you. Audio podcast, Brian. Before we forget, BG Mania and Lebanon Games is entirely self-funded as a passion project. If you'd like to see it continue to grow and become something even bigger, consider supporting us through one or all of the affiliate links listed in the description of the show. It would mean the absolute world to us. Just like it would mean the absolute world to us if you would drop on over to iTunes, leave us a rating, leave us a review. Definitely would help us out in terms of search results. And I say iTunes, but uh, someone so graciously reminded me that it really isn't called iTunes anymore. It's called like Apple Podcasts and Apple Music and Apple whatever. So if you head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a rating and a review, we would uh, greatly appreciate it. So that way, when someone is looking for a new video game music podcast to listen to, they'll find us. I want to be found. It's like we're lost and found right now, and we're just waiting to be discovered. We're just waiting to be found. That's what I want. I want to be found. Yes. I want to break free from Frank. I want to be found. I would love to. I would love for Brian to break free. <laughs> we have a fun episode to do this week, but yeah, like I mentioned, uh, this is the first one that we have done that hasn't been pre-recorded in about a month. So, as a lot of people know, you went out of town for the holidays. So, welcome back. Uh, glad you returned safely, but you went over to Colorado for like three and a half weeks. And before you left, we recorded every episode that you've heard between like our I think the first one that was pre-recorded was the holiday episode because we did the best of 2018. That was the last one we didn't pre-record before you left. So from holiday through 1998 has all been pre-recorded episodes. So holiday, the um, radio hour at the end of December, Smash Brothers and 1998 were all pre-recorded. We did it before you left. So now we're back. We're recording on our normal day. It's January 12th. It's Saturday afternoon. It feels good to be doing this once again. And I'm excited to do this episode because we have a fun theme. We have a fun theme this week. We are going to be taking a listen to airship music. And for the track to qualify for this episode, it has to be the music that plays while the airship is flying around the overworld. If it's from like an RPG. So the music that plays while the airship is flying around or the music that plays while you're on an airship. So think Mario 3, while you're on the airship levels, something like that. It has to be the music that plays while the airship is flying or while you're on the airship. Those are the only two ways the tracks qualify on today's episode. The opening track you heard was my first pick on the episode, which was from Final Fantasy 4, the DS version. This was the remastered version. So Final Fantasy 4 DS, the track is Magical Ship. This is the one that you get near the end of the game when you're spoilers, but, you know, it's been a while when you're heading up to the moon. <laughs> this is the, the lunar whale or whatever it was called. This is a magical ship. Um, I'm surprised you didn't pick this one being such a big fan of Final Fantasy 4. I stayed away from Final Fantasy in general, just assuming that you would have gone down that route. I did. And I only actually picked two tracks from Final Fantasy. I didn't want to heavily inflate the episode with Final Fantasy, but I picked my two favorite airship. <laughs> you said inflate on the airship episode. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize that till you said it. But uh, I didn't want to, you know, have too much Final Fantasy on the episode because obviously, you know, Final Fantasy is really synonymous with airships. I mean, pretty much every game you get, you get some type of airship in it. So, but uh, yeah, this is one of my favorite airship themes from Final Fantasy. And this was composed obviously by Nobu Yamatsu and released on November 23rd, 1991 here in North America. This is beautiful, man. Like the way that 
And, and, and it happens at such a cool time in the game, too. Like, you know, you don't know a lot about what's going on in Final Fantasy IV, which is why, you know, this, I think this is actually still one considered your favorite Final Fantasy. Yeah. You have this cool plot line and you're going to the moon and you get this airship that is able to take you to the moon because that's not the first airship you get in the game either. Like there's another no. airship that you get prior to this that has its own theme. that's also really well done, but I like this one more. But when you get this particular airship, the Lunar Whale, and you're able to fully explore and you're able to go up to the moon, you go back and forth. You don't have to stay up there, but it's such a good piece of music and it really is. Well, first of all, it showed just how great Nobu Yamatsu actually is. But it's it's so melodic. It's so catchy. It gets stuck in my head often. Like, I constantly catch myself going back and like, man, that, that tune was so good. Like, I'm constantly reminding myself of how good it was. Uh, it, it's so good, man. It's really well done. No, I think you, that was an excellent pick. Like I said, I just assumed because uh, we don't we don't plan with each other. No. What, what, what tracks we're picking. You know, we, we compare afterwards. Uh, try to keep it a secret. You know, it's a secret until we until we submit our list. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know, what? he's going to have so many Final Fantasy songs. I'm going to try to go as far away from Final Fantasy as possible. Kind of hard to go away from those kinds of games in general, because airships are pretty synonymous with JRPGs. Yeah. You, I, I mentioned to you the further. I think like this is the first time half of your picks have actually been from JRPGs. But uh, for me, when I hear Airship, and you mentioned it earlier, I always think of Super Mario Brothers 3. Yes. The, ca- the caveat with that being, we've played that track before. We have. However, for my first pick, from Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, yeah. this is the Airship theme.
And we're back. No. Uh, <laughs> that was the airship theme from Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, uh, composed by Motoi Sakuraba. Yeah, his remix of it. Pretty cool. It's awesome. I mean, this song has persisted since Mario Brothers 3. Uh, yeah. It's been in three other games. There's a Galaxy and Odyssey. And- yeah, it's the same. It's the same theme. Like you could have picked any of these different games. It's just this is the most recent one and it's really cool. I, I really like what he did with this. This, this is a good remix. This is when I think airship. This is this is this is what I think. It's oh, it's always going to be ingrained in my head because it's probably the first airship I've seen in a video game as a kid. Probably mine as well. I had to think for a second. Probably mine as well, because uh, I really didn't see an airship in Final Fantasy until Final Fantasy two, which would have been Final Fantasy four. Because I didn't really do know what I was doing with Final Fantasy one on the NES back in the day. So the first time I really discovered an airship would have been Final Fantasy two, which was Final Fantasy four on the Super Nintendo. Because, you know, this is when they kind of stupidly released the games and skipped over two and three and left them exclusive to Japan. So we got Final Fantasy four as Final Fantasy two here in North America. But that was probably two years after Mario three that I played that. So, yeah, I think Mario three would have been the first time that I discovered an airship as well. And it was super cool the way that it worked with the, you know, the cannons popping up and you can actually bounce on the the, the actual cannon shots yeah. and you know, step on the moles. That was really neat. It was a fun level. Like I said, it's my it's my favorite Mario game of all time. Maybe my favorite game of all time. Mario 64 is still my favorite Mario game of all time and, and one of my favorite games of all time. But uh, definitely a, a great track indeed. I really do like that. And, you know, just hearing someone else's take on it. Matoi Sakuraba, such a great composer, did so many awesome things with like JRPGs. And to hear him do something from the Mario franchise, that's really cool. And uh, I think the first time we heard this was in Brawl, if I'm not mistaken, which is when uh, his the remix first appeared was uh, Brawl. Uh, so it's nothing new. It's the same track that's in Brawl. But my God, is it really cool? And uh, doesn't it play on some of like the levels that take place on like floating airships and stuff in, in Smash? It does. And I, obviously we know it can play on like the Mario stages as well, because any track that's related to the franchise can play in in the characters levels. But I, I, I want to say that sometimes when you're on like a floating ship or an airship like this track, I, I swear I've heard it kick on. And it does. In fact, some of the challenges that you do along the way. Mm hmm. You know, um, when you're on an airship, they, they, they make sure that the, the music uh, matches up. I thought so. I thought so. I thought that was the case. Uh, OK, well, let's go ahead and kick it over to my next pick on the episode today. And we're going to go to the game that surprisingly enough made me want to do this episode last year when I heard this track. So this is really what gave me the inspiration to really do an airship music episode in the future from Freedom Planet. This is Sky Battalion.
And that was Sky Battalion from Freedom Planet, which was composed by Stephen Diderot, otherwise known as Strife, as he's officially credited on this soundtrack. Uh, this originally released on the PC July 21st, 2014. I played the Switch version, which was released last year, August 30th, 2018. Shout out to our friends over at Xseed. They provided us a copy of the game back in the day to, uh, you know, put up our review, which we did. I love it on Games.com if you missed that. This is the track that really solidified, like, this concept of the episode for me, because, like, obviously I know airship music through RPGs and that kind of stuff, but just hearing how well this, how well done this track was and how awesome it was when I got to this point in the game, I was like, man, this would make a really good episode for BG Mania. And it did. And, I mean, you'll see that as we get through the episode. Like, I know what's coming up, and this is a fantastic episode we have lined up. But this particular level in Freedom Planet, which, Frank, you need, need, need to play this game because it is basically a modern version of Sonic and Sonic 2. Like, oh, really? Yeah, it's such a good game. Love that, the games. That I really, really, really want you to play this game. Um, you play as a couple different characters and you can choose which character you want to play as and you go through and it's just platforming and, you know, speed and it's so good, man. Collectibles, it's so good. But you get to this particular level and, you know, it's the enemies and you, you, know, you get to their airship and you have to do battle on the airship and you're going through the level. And there's a excellent boss battle that takes place at the end of the airship. So cool, man. And this music kicks on and it's it's a great rock and track, too. I, I, I wholeheartedly agree. Yeah. I don't know, man. This It's just so good. And from a modern Sonic 2 <laughs> with a rocking airship level. With I, an guess, epic I, 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 I guess I did set you up for a good transition, there, didn't I? <laughs> To the actual Sonic 2. <laughs> yeah, I did, I, I did set you up for a good transition there. Absolutely, because when I think airships as well, I do think of this. This is the, one of the first things that popped in my head. From Sonic 2, this is the Wing Fortress Zone. Enjoy. Zone from Sonic 2, composed by Masato Nakamura. Very military-esque. Yes. Mili militaristic? I don't even know what you would say. Militaristic sword, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in fact, yeah, when the song started, I went ahead and I saluted you. Um, yeah. <laughs> I just I, I remember these levels being just a pain in the ass. This is like the second to last level, if I'm not mistaken. God, I don't remember. It's been so long. I don't remember the level order of Sonic 2. I, th I, th I think it's Wing Fortress, then, like, Death Egg, but it's, it's been a minute. I mean, you would definitely remember more than me just because you play these games a lot more. It's been a long time, but I'm pretty sure. All I know is, yeah, these were, these were definitely hard ones, but you're on a giant flying airship, uh, and if you fall, you die. It's a super cool level. It's a super cool level. 
and I, I love that these still these levels kind of persisted in Sonic Mania as well. So you know they they, they kept up with the whole idea. Yeah, you're right. They did. They absolutely did. You're right. It really just fits the level. It does. Like, it sounds like an airship. Like, you know, so a lot of times when you think of airship, the military does come up. I mean, you know, military, especially in like. Not necessarily like real life, because you think military and you think like World War Two and the Zeppelins and all that kind of stuff and airships. And yeah, it, to have that military feel to the track it's so cool. I like that a lot. You know, I was thinking I, I wanted to do a nice starship track, but it's not an airship. And I was shot down. I wanted to do We Built the City on Rock and Roll. <laughs> yeah, you didn't take any starships because it isn't an airship. And I actually limited myself as well, just strictly to airships, because there was a game I wanted to pick from um, Breath of Fire 2 that it has like an airship thing to it. But you're actually flying on a bird and that's not an airship. So I didn't pick that track. But I wanted to, but I didn't. This was actually uh, my replacement track because I originally had picked a song from Cuphead because you know how, how fond I am of that so- soundtrack. Mm-hmm. However, through a little extra research, the airship level and the airship song were both cut from the original game. So I was listening to a song off the soundtrack, but it's not it wasn't officially into the game. So plus, plus she plays an airplane, which I guess an airplane is an airship. But even then, we're kind of we're, we're kind of like yeah, we're, we're, stre- we're stretching things a bit. I wanted to stick strict. I wanted to stick strictly to airships, but uh, hang on to that track because it could come in future usage. Like it could come in use in the future. So oh, I think I know what episode you're talking about. But shh, but yeah, secrets. but hang hang on to that track for a little while. Uh, Let's go ahead and kick to my next pick, which I think might be the most recent game on the list, even though uh, Freedom Planet came out in August 30th of 2018. That's where I played on the Switch. It didn't originally release in 2018. I mean, it came out in 2014. So let's go ahead and kick to a game that actually did first release in 2018. From Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. This is The Boundless Skies. And that was The Boundless Skies from Nino Kuni 2 Revenant Kingdom. 
which was composed, as we know, by the Studio Ghibli composer Joe Hisashi and released March 23rd, 2018. So I think it is the most recent release that we have on that episode this week. Dude, that is so freaking. I didn't know there was an airship in that game. Yeah, you get it at near the end. You, you watched me play this most entire thing on Twitch. That's what I didn't see. I actually oh, that's right. You did. Yeah, well, you, you missed some things because I, th- I did a lot of the game, I think, when you were actually at work. But yeah, there's an airship that you get near the near the end of the game. Um, you see it throughout the game. But yeah, you can finally take control of it near the end. And when you lift off and because, you know, we, we've played the overworld music for Nino Kuni 2 on the show. Actually, just a couple weeks ago, actually, I believe we played it. But yeah, in the uh, best of 2018 episode, I played the overworld music. But when you jump in the airship and you start floating up into the sky, the, that music fades out and this music fades in. This is so beautiful. Like this really, to me, is the most Studio Ghibli track in Nino Kuni 2 that Joe Hisashi actually composed. It's it sounds like I'm being whisked away to a movie, like just with this whimsical feel, this magical like feel to it. Away. Yeah, exactly. Like being spirited away. It has this magical feel to it. It's so freaking gorgeous. Well, you're up in your giant moving castle. Uh, yeah, whatever that movie yeah. was called. Howl's Howl's Moving Castle or something. I think it was. I want to see him do more. I want to see him not just work on Nino Kuni. I want to see him work on other video games because I love his work. I love what he's able to do. And I think this track is just so gorgeous, man. Like it really does almost want like like it bring me like happy tears almost because it's so beautiful and it just It reminds me of, for whatever reason, because I didn't play this game as a kid, but it reminds me of like what it's like to be a child and like to to just have this sense of wonder and the sense of amazement. And, you know, that's yeah, that's why I said like the track is whimsical and the 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 and that's really what an airship represents almost to an extent because you have the freedom to go anywhere and you have the freedom to do anything and to, to check out all these different things. Dude, it's such a good feeling. I really enjoy this music. I really enjoy this track in particular. Uh, that was a good pick. I enjoyed that, my neighbor, Totoro. Okay, that's enough Ghibli references. That's, 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 that's what I got on <laughs> Princess Mononoke. I, I couldn't find a way to work that one in. <laughs> I think that's probably the most organic one with Prince Nino. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I actually want to play a track from a game that you've probably never heard of, probably never played. um, But it's a little game called Chrono Trigger. Yeah. Never heard of that one for sure. Mm -hmm. So, so happy that you're finally picking from one of the better JRPGs of all time. If not the best. It's a a game about a talking frog with a sword. Uh, The name of the track is Epoch.
That was Epoch from Chrono Trigger, composed by the legendary Yasunori Matsuda. Uh, came out back in March of 95. What a year. Yeah, I've never played Chrono Trigger, though. I, I've started it, maybe got like, I don't know, 45 minutes into it, and just stopped. I don't know why, too, man, because now that you've played, like, some of these... Like JRPGs, like the Final Fantasy, older Final Fantasy games, like you really need to play Chrono Trigger because it is the best thing that they ever did, man. It really it's is. It's on my list. It really, it really is on my list of things. So I, I do want to finish that by the end of the year because I had a blast playing the Final Fantasies last year. Yeah, which you still haven't even. I think what you're on nine. I, know, I think you're on nine no. right now. Yeah. But I don't even know. If, I don't even think you started nine, but you're technically no, on started, nine. I, yeah, I'm you, on nine. I haven't started. Nine. Yeah, you you finished eight last year. You're on nine. So you have nine, ten, ten, two, twelve, and. 13 to go and I think you played 15. well you didn't finish 15 but you need to finish 15 so I'm playing it too yeah. I still, I still want to play things but you still want to play it yeah absolutely yeah. but yeah Chrono Trigger's got to be on there everybody I talk to loves Chrono Trigger it's one of the best I really only know it as the game with the frog with the sword <laughs> it's got such a cool mechanic to it such a cool concept such a really awesome narrative and beautiful music man as we mentioned like it really is the dream team at Square Enix like you had like everyone from you know, all these awesome games that came out, they all came together to make this one fantastic JRPG, and that's Chrono Trigger. And it just it's so good, man. You had Yasunori Mitsuda and Nobu Yamatsu working together on the soundtrack. Uh, and, and as we know, Yasunori Mitsuda, this is the very first thing he ever did. Like the very first game he ever worked on was Chrono Trigger. So that's super freaking cool. Um, and it's 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 a great music. It's a, one of the best airship themes. It really is. It's one of the best. So I actually had it on on my list. And when you submitted, it, I was glad to see that because I wanted to make sure this track got included. And I was glad to see that you actually picked from it, too. So um, great music, man. And great pick it really is like it's synonymous with airships. It is. It had to be on the episode. I'm going to play this. I'm going to play Chrono Cross and all the sequels like Legend of Mana, Secret of Mana. Well, those, of Mana. The, the, they're not I'm joking. related. I'm joking. Fine, I'm joking. The Chrono games only have two, Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross, which I really do like Chrono Cross as well. I think that's a great game and not nearly as good as Trigger, but still a fun game. I'm still waiting for a third one. Still waiting for Chrono Break. Not going to happen, though. You never um, know. You know, you do never know at this point. THQ Nordic. No, please. God, no. God, no. Uh, they, they'd they have to buy the IP from Square, who would, first of all, never sell the Chrono IP. But my God, I don't want them to ever work on a Chrono game. Or I don't know that I ever even want THQ Nordic to touch JRPG. Let's just be honest. Okay. I don't know that I want them <laughs> to ever do that. Um, I'm going to go to a game that's not a JRPG, though. So for my next pick, let's go ahead to Donkey Kong Country Returns. What? They had a really awesome airship level in that, where you were kind of jumping through these, like, enemy airships. The name of the track is Trippy Shippy.
was Trippy Shippy from Donkey Kong Country Returns, which was composed by several people. I wasn't able to figure out exactly who composed this particular track. So I have all the composers on the game. We have Monaco Hamano, Masaru Tajimi, Shinji Ushiroda, Daisuke Matsuoka, and Kenji Yamamoto. I want to say it was Kenji Yamamoto because that's the name that kept popping up the most when I would look into this track, but I cannot say that with 100% certainty. So we're giving blanket credit to all the composers on the game, but it may have been Kenji Yamamoto. This game came out on November 21st, 2010 on the original Wii and was the precursor to Donkey Kong Country Returns Tropical Freeze, which I do feel like was the better game composed by uh, David Wise, as we know. But this still was a great game. And when we got to this level, like I said, you're going on all these enemy airships and really when you listen to this track, it really does feel like it's inspired by the Mario three airship theme. Like you can clearly hear where the inspiration came from for this track. It's such a cool setting. It's such a cool stage. And it really did bring Donkey Kong back to the forefront in gamers yeah. minds. It really did like returns did a good job, but tropical freeze did a fantastic job. Like tropical freeze is just so much better in terms of everything. And, Donkey Kong buys, but we're not talking about that. We are talking about returns and yeah, it's just a great game all around. Great soundtrack, but this is one of my favorites and I love the name. You Trippy Shippy. Actually, you actually took away what I wanted to say. I, said, I wanted to kind of harken this back to Mario Brothers 3. So. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It, it sounds like it, does it not? It really does yeah. sound like it. Like it sounds like it was directly inspired by it. Makes sense. You know, art imitates art. Yeah. Super cool. And life. Other kinds. What are you imitating? Perfection. <laughs> Broken back at all. <laughs> oh, yes. I'm a big old mess right now. You are. 
so I really, 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 really want to pick a uh, track from Lufia 2, Rise of the Sinistrals, because that seems to be the running gag with Brian. Upon I'm dis- researching disappointed that, you didn't, because there is an actual game in that game. No, I know. No, I, could, I, 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 I could have, but upon researching it, I found the track from Lufia and the Fortress of Doom to be a lot better. Okay. So you did listen to the one from Lufia 2, though, because there did. is an airship theme in that game. <laughs> I really I was picking that just to be a scotch, but uh, I wanted to pick the better of the tracks. So from Lufia and the Fortress of Doom, this is the airship theme. theme from Lufia and the Fortress of Doom uh, that was composed by Yasunari Shiona. Such a good track, dude. Such a good track. And you know what's crazy? I talk a lot about Lufia too. And Lufia really is like a hidden, not even a hidden gem in terms of JRPGs, but it's a it's a JRPG franchise that a lot of people skipped over. I never finished in the for, uh, Fortress of Doom. So I think I need to do that at some point. Yeah, that's your list of the 100 games you're going to beat in 2019. <laughs> I would love it if I did that, but I would have to start a fresh game. I'm not going back to my original save. I have no freaking idea what I'm doing in that game. I need to start fresh. I think I'm like probably eight or ten hours into it. Uh, and that's literally like playing that in mid to late 90s. I own this game. So it came out, if I'm not mistaken, in 93. And I think I got it for Christmas in like 95 or I want to say 95. I got it. So I haven't played it since I got my N64. <laughs> trying to say you don't remember something you did about 20 something years ago no no dude and it's what sucks about getting older is that i try to like i was literally last night thinking about this laying in bed i was trying to think like because i used to remember so much of what happened when i was like three four and five years old i only remember like the greatest hits now i can't remember everything i used to do when i was three four and five but i used to be able to it happens brian uh i I was literally i was talking to my mother the other day I cannot remember anything that happened in 1990 except for the birth of my sister, January 2nd. Um, other than that, good, month, good month to be born. Well, I, I will say good month to be born. I was born January 24th. So, yes, you filthy Capricorns. Well, I'm actually Aquarius. I'm just I, I, I think I missed the 
Capricorn day by like two weeks or something like that. I don't remember where the cutoff was. Whatever it is. Uh, <laughs> I can't remember anything. I, could, I can't tell you the name of the teacher. Well, I know I know now who I have her. Wait, weren't you teacher. eight or were you six in 1990? I was seven going on eight in 1990. Wow. Okay. I can remember everything from when I was seven and eight still, but like three, four and five, I'm having a hard time with. And I, I, I can remember prior to that. I can remember everything before that. I can remember. Behind, I remember after that. But the entire year is missing. Were you abducted by aliens? aliens. But wouldn't your parents know you were missing unless they didn't care about you that much? I'm not going to rule that out. OK. Maybe. Who knows? Wait. Not me. I sure don't know. Well, you do or you did live in Colorado. And there was an episode of South Park where Cartman got abducted by aliens and had an anal probe, which maybe was based on you. Maybe. I don't know. Did you have friends, uh, Stan, Kyle and Kenny? Because you are the right size for Cartman. Oh, are you calling me fat, Brian? Because that's not nice. This is an audio podcast and I was a very cute little Portland child. Um... Great pick, though, man. I'm really glad you went with the Lufia pick because that was a stellar track. It really you're right. It is better than the Lufia 2 airship theme. It really is um, great freaking music, man. Do, do, do you do you honestly are you put, putting together like the picks that we are doing from the JRPGs? There's an airship sound to these tracks like there's an it airship really sound like they they sound similar enough, but they're different enough to be different tracks. But they have an underlying tone to them that really is very similar. Uh, like an aeronautic feel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But the reason I mention that is I'm about to go to a game that is the total opposite of what you would expect from an airship theme, and it is from a JRPG. But this is because this is now, you're, when you're hearing this one in this particular game, you're not flying around on an airship. You're on the airship itself, but you're able to freely explore this airship. You're walking around, you're talking to other people, you're doing things in the airship while the airship transport you from one location to another. From Trails in the Sky, second chapter. This is Feelings Soar with the Wind.
And that was Feeling Sore with the Wind from Trails in the Sky, second chapter, which is part of the Legend of Heroes franchise. This was composed by the Falcom sound team JDK. So the three individuals responsible for it were Hayato Sonoda, Takahiro Unisuga, and Ryo Takashita. And this originally released uh, here in the U.S. October 29th, 2015, nine years after it released over in Japan. It took us nine years to get this from Xseed. Um, and what's really cool about this is that, as I mentioned before we got into it, it's not your typical airship theme. Like, this is not something you'd expect to hear. But that's because, as I mentioned, you're not flying this airship. You're not flying around. You're not taking direct control of it. Anytime in Trails in the Sky second chapter, you get on an airship, this theme kicks in. And you had mentioned to me that it sounds like a sleepy town or like a town theme or something like that. And the reason for that is because the airships are fully explorable in the game and they really do double as like a hub, like a town, so to speak. And when you put that together, I was glad you picked up on that because it really is like a Suedo town in the game. It's not really a town, but it acts like a town because you are spending so much time in these airships going from different locations to different locations. So uh, you, you spend a lot of time there and it's so beautiful, man. Like it gives me goosebumps. I really enjoy Falcom. I do. I've said this before. They are one of my favorite, if not my favorite gaming companies out there in terms of developing JRPGs. This is a series that I really want to complete to every game. I want to complete all the Trails games, all the Legend of Heroes games. I would I, I think we are doing this 100 game challenge for the Maxwell podcast this year. I think I want to try to finish as many of the Legend of Heroes games as I can in 2019. There are several games that I haven't finished. Like I've never finished second chapter, the game that I just played this track from. I've played a lot of it, but I've never finished it. So I want to go back and try to replay and finish as many of these games that I possibly can while still not losing focus of some of the JRPGs that are coming out this year and ones like Kingdom Hearts 3 in a couple weeks, but in other JRPGs that I have on my list that I want to finish. But I think I would like to at least get a couple of these done this year. And I think it's possible because as we, we were just talking about during listening to one of the tracks, it's going to be a really light year this year in terms of releases. Yeah. So this is the best year to do it. Like knock off as many things as we possibly can. This is the best year to do it. But my God, what a great pick. What a fantastic track. Probably the slowest thing we're going to hear on the episode today, but so freaking gorgeous. I love it. Absolutely love it. Uh, that was a great pick. You nailed it. It's, it's just a sleepy town in the sky. Uh, let me take you into a game, though, that I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed. Um, especially, you know, like me, I like puzzles. From Professor Layton and the Azran Legacy, this is Airship Chase.
And that was the airship chase from Professor Lane and the Azran Legacy, uh, composed by Tomohito Nishira. Uh, listeners to this uh, podcast will recognize that. While I do like this game a little bit, it is not absolutely not my favorite in the series. Probably the weakest in the series. Yeah, but, uh, you I, actually I, picked but, from but, it but, in but, the snowy levels. Still, yeah, but I still like the game. I mean, sure. it's like saying you know, pick pick the worst Zelda game, Spirit Tracks. Uh, it doesn't mean I hate Spirit Tracks. It just means it was not the best. Sure, sure. Yeah, well, I, I I did finish Spirit Tracks myself, and that was okay. You know, it's maybe, maybe the worst game is you know Ocarina. Who knows? Or the best, second best. <laughs> but yeah, you you definitely get that, that this big airship chasing feel to this. One thousand percent, yeah, dude. You definitely like while it's it's very melodic. It's it's definitely has that slower feel to it as well, but you get the sense of a chase you do and it's just by the way that the instrumentation is in the in the actual track you you feel like a chase is happening like if i didn't know that if i didn't know what was going on if i didn't know the name of the track was airship chase i would still think that there was some type of chase going on based off of the music and the way that it moved through the movement like the motions it was cool pretty damn good for a 3ds game yeah not bad not bad the 3ds had a much stronger sound chip in it than like the game boy advance did so. Oh, well, by and far. Yeah, which I think you actually have a GBA pick in your list this week. I do believe I do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. So you'll be able to hear the, the stark differences and how they do yes. sound. Yes. But yeah, the, the 3DS sound chip is actually pretty cool. I never finished Azron Legacy. Like there are certain Professor Layton games that I have that I finished and there's certain ones that I've just never gotten around to. This is one of the ones I've never got a chance to play, as I mentioned before. Like I said, it's it's okay. It's not the best. You're, sure. not, you're not missing much, but they're, they're all good games. You know, it's Professor Layton. You can't go wrong. Yeah, they're definitely they're they're strong puzzle games. Like if you don't like the story that's going on, if you're not really caring too much about that, you're always going to find excellent puzzles in these games. That's one thousand percent for sure. It's one of the few games that makes me feel dumb at times. If I can't get it right some away. of the puzzles are freaking hard, man. Some of the puzzles are hard. They really are. I was able to get a game franchise in that I haven't been able to in a while just because uh, well first of all I've been laying off of it a little bit but I, I, I have a track here that fits so perfectly from Warcraft there's no you don't don't, don't tell me there's an airship in Warcraft there's a there's a crap ton of airships in Warcraft first of all oh come on right okay, well you have mounts <laughs> and mounts you have airships that can be mounts oh, and right you know what That's you true. have That's you true. have right. officially you have zeppelins for the horde which take you from one city to another if you get on them but there's actually a really cool thing that happens during the Cataclysm expansion. So I'm actually picking from World of Warcraft Cataclysm. And the actual track that I'm picking is from patch 4.3, which introduced the Dragon Soul Raid. In the Dragon Soul Raid, there was a particular boss fight that took place on an airship. And that's the track we're going to be playing. So from World of Warcraft Cataclysm, this is Gunship's Stinger.
And that was Gunship's Stinger from World of Warcraft Cataclysm, which I couldn't find the actual composer who was responsible for that. Now, I was able to find like composer breakdowns for the official soundtrack for Cataclysm. But after the games come out, like they don't put they don't update the listings for when they do patches because the new patches also sometimes include new music like this one. So for whatever reason, they don't they don't do that. So I wasn't able to find the composer that actually did Gunship's Stinger. So I'm going to give blanket credit just like I did before to all the composers that worked on Cataclysm. So Russell Brower, Derek Duke, Glenn Stafford, David Arkenstone, Neil Cree, and Jason Hayes. Frank. Oh, no, hold no, all the ones, all all six of those gentlemen worked on World of Warcraft Cataclysm. And this actually released December 7th, 2010. And as I mentioned, this is I think the seven of us put out a pretty good track. Yeah, the six of them did a great job. And uh, <laughs> like I said, man, the Dragon Soul raid was really cool for its time. It's not something that I think I'd ever want to go back to in the current day and age of Warcraft. And, you know, I'm not even a huge Warcraft player anymore as it is, but I still jump in from time to time, especially when new content comes out. But the Dragon Soul raid was special for when it released, because that was where you actually got to take on Deathwing. And, the, you know, you progressed through this actual raid instance. And eventually it was, I believe, so you had one, you got the first boss in front of the Wormrest Tower. So one, then there was two, three, four. So it was the fifth boss, I believe, the fifth or sixth. That was this gunship battle here. And you go, you know, you go through all the initial bosses and then you jump on the back of a of a of a like a dragon and it takes you up into the sky and you get dropped off on this airship and you are helping this crew of the airship strike down and try to catch up to Deathwing, who is flying through the sky. So, you know, you're taking on these other dragons and these other elementals and all these things going on. Your ship's catching on fire. You're having to put out the fires. You're having to battle all these dragons. You're battling these monster elites as they're dropping down. It's a very hectic and crazy battle. And this music, as you mentioned, dude, it sounds so high adventure. Like it's so it fits so well with the raid, what you're actually doing. Deathwing being one of the most iconic characters in Warcraft up there with like the Lich King and all that kind of stuff. So um, after you finish the airship battle, then you get to jump on the back of Deathwing. So your airship's going down. And the only way to get down is to jump off. And you literally jump on the back of Deathwing flying through the sky. And then the next next boss battle is you're literally peeling off the scales of Deathwing's back and doing battle with those and taking him down to try to get him to land. So you're taking off his back like scales to try to force pain to get him to land on the ground. And this is one of the coolest fights still in the game just because and it, it's a very pain in the ass fight. But just seeing like the clouds go by you as you're doing this raid boss and all this stuff happening. So eventually you do that and then you get him to land. And the last boss of the raid is actually Deathwing. And he's like perched up on the maelstrom in the middle of the sea. And he's got his claws on these pillars and you have to jump from pillar to pillar to take off his claws and actually do damage. It's a very cool raid, but I don't know if it's something that I'd ever want to go back and actually do for the first time again, just because how big of a pain in the ass it actually was but the music in the dragon soul raid is so well done and obviously you can tell by this track here uh, gunships stinger such a good piece of music man and warcraft music just in general so good that we're gonna it usually is yeah and we'll, as i mentioned we are doing focus episodes in the future on warcraft and we have one coming up this year for vanilla warcraft right around the time that uh once they confirm the release date for warcraft classic we're gonna do that look at warcraft classic music but uh man what a good piece of music 
and it just brings back so many good memories to me, dude. Warcraft still is my game. Like, that's where I have the most memories with it, with all my friends that played it. Shanzi, you know, everyone from Vegas that I played with, and then all the people that I met from, like, Washington, like, my, my, my friend Scott, and there's another Scott, and, like, you know, these people that I know from California, like Keith, and, like, I, I have so many friends that I made through the game that I've actually hung out with in real life. So, uh, dude, it's, it's, it's super cool. I love it. I don't believe that Brian having friends. Whatever, dude. Believe what you want. I, I went back to the JRPG well here. For a game that I have not played, I played, I believe, the sequel, the prequel to this. This is from Sword of Mana. Yeah, this is one of the latest. This is the GBA, at least. Yes, the G- GBA version. Uh, this is the airship theme. <laughs> theme from Sword of Mana, composed by Kenji Ito. Great freaking track, dude. And yeah, yeah, it is GBA, so the sound chip isn't as strong as some of the other things. But dude, I love this franchise and I wish it would still be around. I really do. They can make more Mana games. They wouldn't break my heart. No, I, I mean, I actually, I, I I'm, actually pr- I'm actually pretty far into Secret of Mana. Like I've got like I've, I got a pr- yeah, I got a pretty decent chunk into that. You're playing it on the SNES Classic, right? Of course. Yeah. Yeah. Great game. Uh, obviously, I played the original, played the, the 3D remake that came out recently on like the PS4. They put out a compilation of Seiken Densetsu, which is the name of Secret of Mana and, you know, the Mana games over in Japan. They put out that collection for the Switch, and I really was hoping that they would bring it here, but they never did. And obviously, we got like Adventures of Mana a couple of years ago on mobile devices. But the last tried and true Mana game we got was back in 2007 with Heroes of Mana. I kind of wish, man, they really needed to start just, I want a new one. I want a new one because Secret of Mana is so good. Uh, Children of Mana was great. Dawn of Mana was fantastic, I thought, on the PS2. Like, I really just want a new one. And it sucks that some of these IPs get just lost in the shuffle because there's, Square Enix has so many good IPs and they only focus on certain things. It just doesn't make sense to me. There should be a rule. If you don't touch your franchise for a certain amount of time, someone else can make a game. No, I disagree with that. But I really wish that they would spend the resources to just make more games in general. I, I don't I don't agree with the fact that 
because they own the IP. Like that's their property. Like that would be like saying, if I don't touch my, you know, switch in so long, you get to take it and play games on it. Like that's not how it goes. <laughs> if you don't touch your switch, Brian, dips. <laughs> that's not how, that's not how things work. Like that's your own intellectual property. I don't think that, uh, you know, you should be succumbing to TSQ Nordic. Probably doing after a while. A hundred years. 100 years. <laughs> That's only because of Disney being a greedy corporation. It was never supposed to be that long. I think it was supposed to be that long. I mean, it literally is supposed to be lifetime. So, like, when the next generation or, like, when people are born, like, that stuff is no longer relevant because it's not our generation anymore. 100 Five years. years. 100 years. Like the 100 year wars or the 100 game challenge. The 100 year, the 100 year war lasted 119 years. Huh? I know. <laughs> but great pick, obviously. Um, it was cool to get the Mana series in here. I'm glad you did. Uh, I'm going to move to another JRPG now, though, that I am very fond of. And it's the team that, you know, eventually brought us Octopath Traveler. So which should have had an airship. <laughs> From if it had an airship, trust me, we would have picked from it. Yeah. <laughs> from Bravely Default, this is Ship Soaring Through the Heavens. was Ship Soaring Through the Heavens from Bravely Default, which was composed by a gentleman known as Revo, R-E-V-O, which what he goes by. And this was released February 7th, 2014. And this is the game that restored my faith that maybe Square Enix knew what they were doing because it went back to that traditional Final Fantasy on the Super Nintendo roots. Uh, we would eventually get Bravely Second, and then this led us to getting Octopath Traveler. So clearly this team knows what they're doing in terms of having that classic JRPG feel to it. Such a great game. Really enjoyed myself with it. I did enjoy the second game better than the first. Bravely Second was a lot better, but obviously that means nothing now because Octopath Traveler blew both of those games out of the water oh, in yeah. terms of uh, in terms of both success and critical acclaim. 
and they all have great soundtracks. I just really, really when I first played this and first got around to getting the airship and hearing this track, like it just it instantly brought me back, dude. Like this is why I fell in love with JRPGs in the first place. Like this type of music, this type of setting, this type of feeling, this type of gameplay, everything about it is the reason why JRPGs in 2019 still to this day and age at 32 years old, I'll be 33 in two weeks. Why JRPGs are my favorite gaming franchise and gaming genre. Like I love them so much. I can easily get lost in them, spend 80 to 100 hours in a particular game. And that's just main quest and that's doing like side stuff. That's not like stretching things out. That's not searching every nook and cranny. That's not turning a 15 hour game into a 30 hour game like Frank does. That's just the, the natural length of the game. And I mean, you look at Dragon Quest XI, which came out last year, and, you know, that's like 140 freaking hours just to finish the game. And these these are just massive adventures that are just so well done. And not every game is that long, but just saying, like, these are massive, high adventures, fantasy settings, great music, great characters, great soundtrack, great setting, everything. I love these games. And not just Bravely, but like just RPGs in general. And that's the whole reason, like, I'm so happy to be doing this episode as we're getting close to the end of it. Like, airships really are, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, synonymous with JRPGs. So this really feels to me like a just paying homage to JRPGs episode. And it's just, it's fun, even though not every track we're doing, as we're about to find out here, is from a JRPG. Because I know what's coming next for you. But still, um, great music. How dare you look ahead? Well, I had to, I had to, you know, set the episode up. Uh... <laughs> Yes, uh, my next track is actually not from a JRPG, um, but a fun game altogether. From Sly Cooper 2, this is Arpeggio's Airship. Arpeggio's airship from Sly Cooper 2. 
uh, composed by Peter McConnell. Ah, from uh, LucasArts fame. See, you know a thing or two, Ryan. I know a lot of things, Frank. <laughs> I don't know how you know things, but you know things. Uh, I love the Sly Cooper games. They are great games. Um, I'm surprised that we haven't seen a new one lately. We just saw a movie, didn't we not? A couple years back. Like, yeah, so. A couple years back. But they do do pretty well. I mean, I'm surprised that there hasn't been a new announcement for one. But I mean, obviously, Sony is really struggling right now with getting these first party games out in a timely manner. So I guess it makes sense to why we haven't seen a new one. But I'm just surprised because they usually do fairly well. I don't know. Maybe maybe the time of Sly Cooper has come to an end, so to speak. I mean, obviously, you know, we saw like the end of you know, Jack and Daxter and now Sly. So maybe True. it's just one of those things where, you know, they only put out a couple games or maybe 2021 when we get the PlayStation 5. Even like Uncharted. I mean, Uncharted's on a break now as well. So, I mean, it just it comes to that point where they put out so many games and then they the teams want to move on and do something different. So maybe that's what's happening with Sly right now. I don't I'm not sure, but it is a great pick. It's very it has a very movie feel to it. Speaking of the Sly Cooper movie, it has a very movie feel to it. Uh, it is a great piece of music, though. You're right. It's a great track. But uh, I guess it kind of leaves you with one pick left, huh, Ryan? Well, we each have one pick left, and I know we are closing out with two great JRPGs. Uh, we'll go ahead and kick to mine first, though. What happens to be my favorite airship theme of all time? From Final Fantasy VI, this is Searching for Friends. Thank you. 
was Searching for Friends from Final Fantasy VI, composed by the wonderful Nobuo Yamatsu and released here in North America on October 11th, 1994. As I mentioned, that is my all-time favorite airship theme. That just, when I think airships, I think that track. I think Searching for Friends. It's the one that immediately comes to mind for me. Um, great freaking track, dude. And I'm glad you finally got to experience that game as well and hear that track and everything that Final Fantasy VI has to offer because it really is such a fantastic JRPG. That might be my number two. Yeah, it's great. Um, what's your number one? Oh, Mario 3. Mario 3 is airship. No, 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 no. I meant Final Fantasy. Oh, oh, I thought you meant like airship theme like ranking. So I remember you mentioned that Mario three is your favorite. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. Fa- Final Fantasy rankings. Yeah, I know because you're a huge fan of Final Fantasy four, but uh, six oftentimes is a lot of people's favorite. Um, not mine, though. Eight is still my personal favorite. Really is just like I said, one of the best airship themes and from one of the best Final Fantasy games, if not one of the best games ever made. Uh, this is just a special track, special game. And yeah, dude, just another game, another track, I should say, that is able to just instantly take take me back to once you hit play. It, it just instantly popped in my head because I just played this game last year. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And it takes me right back to 1994 playing this game, you know, for the first time on my Super Nintendo. What a great freaking track. But you have the honors of closing us out today on the airship episode. And what are you going to go with? I'm going to close out big run. OK. Um, I feel like this track very much represents us. This is from Wild Arms 3. This is Lightning Blade in the Blue Sky. Another great freaking franchise that needs to come back. Sony needs to get off their asses and put out another Wild Arms. <laughs> I'm absolutely shocked there's not, there hasn't been one recently. Yeah, Sony needs to get off their ass and give us Wild Arms 6 because, my God, it is so overdue. I am ready for this, just like I'm ready for a Sawikid in 6. I am just ready for the 6s to start rolling in terms of, uh, like, Final Fantasy 6. Ready for them sixes. Uh, (laughs) No, I'll I'll die, dude. (laughs) This was composed by Michiko Naruke. Definitely a very, uh, like, synth-wavy kind of feel to it. Yeah, it has that poppy synth-wavy feel to it just a little bit. You know, like, feels like it's inspired by that. You definitely tell it's it's an airship theme. Not even, no no questions about it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Such a feel-good track. Such a fun way to close out the show. Uh, Stick around. Make sure you listen to the whole thing. It's awesome. And just you actually pick a lot from Wild Arms three. Like you, I, I can tell that you actually you really like Wild right? Arms three. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, you, you, because you don't really pick from any of the other Wild Arms. Just three. <laughs> three, I think, is the one I played the most. Yeah, I think it might be the only one you played, isn't it? Or did you play some of the other ones? I'm pretty sure I played some of the other ones because my, my friend has them. So I, yeah, but yeah, I, I've noticed that you've picked, you've, you've done a lot of picks from Wild Arms three. I think like three or it's four what, picks it's now. What, yeah. it's, it's one of my go tos. It's like Portal two. It's like a game that I know that I love. Yeah, so. absolutely. It's super cool. But uh, yeah, this was a very fun episode. I knew this was going to be fun to do just because of how many actual different airship themes we could find. I don't think we could ever do a part two unless we really wanted to explore more of the airship music from like Final Fantasy games, because there were several games that I sent you that were on a list and I went through quite a few of those. And like the airship themes just weren't that strong and they weren't that good for a lot of those games. So I think unless we wanted to really explore the Final Fantasy side of things, we'd have to probably not do a part two. So I don't know that there'll ever be another airship episode, but this was great. Yeah, something different. Maybe I don't know. We can incorporate that into it a little bit. But I think this was just fun to do for the first time around and really hear the similarities between each of the tracks, but then how different they really are from each other. Like, yes, there's so many, as we talked about, underlying tones and similarities that make an airship track an airship track. Like, yes, they all have the same type of things but they're all different enough to where they don't feel like they're overlapping one another. They don't feel like they're really encroaching on each other's 
True. Stuff or whatever you want to say. I have no idea what I'm trying to say here. But uh, anyway, I think that's going to bring us to the close of the show this week. Unless you have anything else you want to discuss before we get on out of here. Brian, I think we've said it all. All right. Well, that is going to do it for this week. Then we want to thank you for sticking with us and listening to another episode of BG Mania made possible by leveldowngames.com. Remember to submit tracks, ideas, and requests for future episodes to bgmania at leveldowngames.com. And thank the Lord, dude, we got our very first fan submitted episode idea. Shout out to the Mixmaster, who sent us a couple new tracks coming up for Radio R episodes. But uh, he also submitted a idea for an upcoming episode that we are going to do in February. So keep an eye out for that. I'm not going to tell you what it is. I'm going to save it. I'm going to save it. But we actually have a episode that was fan submitted for an entire theme, which is super freaking cool. Can't wait to do that one. Thanks, Mixmaster. You always come through for that kind of stuff. Regardless of the podcast service you're listening through, be sure to show your support by leaving us a rating and a review, especially if you're listening through Apple Podcasts, as it's currently known as for recording all the corrections. It's not iTunes. It's Apple Podcasts. So, yes, five stars. Nerds! Or whatever you think the actual (laughs) podcast deserves. Uh, Leave us that rating. Leave us that review so that way people can find us. We'd also be grateful if you can drop on over to our YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash games. Subscribe over there. And while you're at it, why not hit up twitch.tv slash games and follow us for any of our live streams and event coverage that we decide to do. If you want to stalk us on social media, I'd be honored. Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook would be the place. You can find the links to those appropriate profiles in the description for the podcast. Next week... We're going to be taking a look at controversial music. Now, what does that mean? You might be asking yourself. Well, I'm going to make you wait. You'll find out next week what we mean by controversial. I think I'm going to start doing that. I think that makes sense. Why would we tell them what we're going to do? I mean, we're going to tell them what we're going to do, but we're not going to leave them wanting more. We're going to leave them exactly. We're going to leave them wanting more. We're going to tell you what we're going to do, but we're not going to tell you what qualifies. So what qualifies as controversial music? Guess you'll have to listen next week and find out taking us out of this episode once again we have lightning blade in the blue sky from wild arms 3 composed by who michiko naruke there you go keep the music playing and keep it loud